Do you like tropical holidays? Come check out Island Assault with the U.S. Marines. Welcome to Trident Wargaming, a podcast dedicated to all aspects of tabletop wargaming. Your hosts are Bill and Andy. Hey guys, and welcome back to another Trident Wargaming episode, episode number 17. Today, it's about bolt action. With me, I have good friend Jason and another good friend Dusty, who's joined us for the first time. How are you guys doing today? Good. Howdy. I'm good. How's everybody doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. It's a nice Sunday, beautiful day outside. So I already did some yard work this morning, but you know, that's uh, it's another hobby, I guess. <laughs> but uh, yeah, today uh, with Bolt Action, it's it's an interesting episode with um, a lot of the new releases and whatnot that are coming out, and just even uh, from the armies that some of us are playing and whatnot. So just a, a bit of an overview of today's episode. Um, pretty much we're going to be going over some of the new releases uh, today as well. Um, then eventually we're going to get to going over the new starter set that they've been coming are going to be coming out with the uh, Island Assault, uh, which is a Pacific Theater uh, starter set. And it's nice because uh, after that it's going to tie into our other topic. Um, is Dusty's army, uh, which he plays, and it's uh, mainly of the United States Marine Corps as well. So we'll go over that, go through his thoughts and ideas uh, of how he built his army and, and just thought process behind it. And then uh, after that is pretty much the armies from the armchair segment, and we will be concentrating on the U.S. Army book as well. So, uh, starting off, what have you guys been up for to do with your hobby? How how are you guys been going right now? Like, you getting lots done? You what are you working on? New projects? How about yourself, Jason? I'm on uh, still on a Warlord Epic Civil War kick. Nice. And I'm getting not much done. <laughs> I, am, I am a gluing and assembling king and a very slow lowly popper of painting <laughs> a little bit at each time right get get what you can done i know sometimes it's hard to be motivated but uh just keep on plugging away i guess eh? yeah yeah i'm getting there i only have probably a thousand more to go <laughs> <laughs> i haven't even started mine so don't worry <laughs> <laughs> And how about you, Dusty? What about you? What are you working on? I've been bouncing back and forth between putting uh, up some of action and Star Wars Legion. I've been acting. Obviously, I think I have three or four trays of models all going. Oh, okay, some Star Wars, Star Wars Legion and uh, and some yeah. action. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good stuff. I know I got some of that on the the workbench too, but that's for later date. Uh, right now for myself is just, obviously I was talking to Jason about this earlier is, um, just finishing off a, a painting challenge that we've been doing for the last two months with my, uh, horse heresy 30 K stuff. 
but uh, the nice thing is myself and Bill, um, I believe we're going to be going into actually some terrain in the next little bit, which ties in the bolt action for me because it's, uh, I've acquired a lot of stuff for uh, Stalingrad. So a lot of MDF terrain from Sarisa Precision. So uh, excited to do that. That'll be a, a pretty good project. Probably get the uh, tractor factory all started up and Sweet. I don't know about done, but started up at least. So <laughs> uh, it's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of MDF frames and, and gluing. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's kind of, I guess kind of where we're sitting at for that. Hopefully your guys' uh, hobby days are doing good and you're getting lots done. Uh, I know at the beginning of this year, it's just been busy, busy, busy for myself and Bill. We just, every month, we've kind of challenged ourselves to actually doing a project, no matter how little, right? It could be a squad, could be an actual, you know, 800-point army for one of the games, whichever, but we'll just keep on trucking. So it's good to see everybody is kind of doing their thing, you know, still working on stuff. So um so yeah so i guess that's where we're at for that um so new releases for i guess warlord games slash bolt action um there's a few of them kind of kind of came down the pipe um one of them <laughs> and i know this is a funny one is the uh the place plastic yag tiger <laughs> which is uh it's interesting for uh just kind of randomly thrown at us Right. <laughs> don't get don't get me wrong. I'm grateful that they did it because plastic I find is is fairly nice to have. Um, but yeah, it's a interesting interesting one. I'm sure it'll sell pretty good. I know a couple of guys locally here will definitely get it, myself included. I'll be getting one. Nice. So I, I probably won't be playing one, but I'll be getting one. Yeah, I'll put it beside my king tiger. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but at least plastic, it won't weigh two and a half pounds. Yeah, that's true. So it's it's a nice kit by the looks of it. Uh, definitely uh, check it out. Um, campaign D Day, the U.S. sector uh, campaign book is supposed to be dropping here soon too. Um, I think that one will sell out real quick. I know here locally it will, just like the uh, previous ones have. You guys, is that the final book in this series? We're I, doing three? Yeah, I believe so. And yeah. It's, and it's probably going to be a massive one. So it's good. You have, yeah. have all three of them together. You can make some pretty uh, pretty good little campaigns or scenarios. So um, going forward with that, we have, I guess they have some supply drops. So with these uh, monthly supply drops that they're doing, uh, I guess they're going to be themed. And um, for the month of June, it's supposed to be a, a D-Day theme, um, which pretty much with this one, they're consisting of like one box of plastic infantry, uh, I guess a resin vehicle, uh, one metal blister and one rule book or campaign book that's apparently related to the theme. Um, nice thing about these kits is apparently they are like 
50% added value compared to like buying them separately. But what? I'm not sure if they are like a blind like purchase. So I'm not sure what you actually get. Um, I don't know about you guys. Have you seen anything or, or heard anything about that? Nothing specific regarding uh, whether or not they're all from one army or or a grab bag from all the other, you know, all the armies involved, which is what I suspect. That was their last supply drop. Yeah. The mix of all their game. So if you're fairly indifferent to what you get, it's probably a super good deal. If you're more interested in, you know, if you have limited dollars to spend and are looking for specific uh, items or armies, you probably might want to avoid it. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was I was never one for the supply drops. Concerned, I just buy everything anyways. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But hey, uh, if no matter what book they give you, I'm going to have it already. So. I'm already out that money. <laughs> but that aside, um, going on to, to our first bigger, uh, I guess, topic is uh, their new uh, starter set that they've dropped just recently for a preview of what it is. And it's interesting because it's the Island Assault. So it's based off of the Pacific. Um, and what you get in that book, or in that box set, I should say, um, it's fairly decent. I mean, it's 164 Canadian here. And of course you get, you know, your little mini rule book and uh, you get an uh, Island Assault booklet, some dice, pin markers, uh, your template sprue. Uh, with this one, the terrain that you get are, is actually a pillbox that's supposed to be specifically for the set. And some spider holes as well for this set. So uh, those are just the little compliments that you get with the game there. But as for the miniatures, um, one is the of course the collector miniature that you get, which is uh, Cappy the Devil Dog Collector Mini. So it's a pretty cool little miniature. Um, in that for the Imperial Japanese, you get 24 plastic soldiers. You get a Chiha tank. And then for the Marines, you get 24 U.S. Marines and an M3A1 half-track. So for if you're just starting out, it's pretty much just you can make two squads, you know, three if you wanted to, really. Um, and then you get just a, a vehicle with it, right? So a little different than than the uh, first set that they had. It's uh, I'm not sure. I think there's a bit, a little bit more miniatures. I could be wrong. Probably, probably about the same amount. But it's just Pacific-wise, right? Is it, you know, for anybody who has the game already, is it worth getting? Yeah, if you're just starting out, not too bad. If you if you're looking to expand into the Pacific theater, it's a fine set. You get two two small starting armies that you can go from from there. Then one of the great things about bolt action is really a box of infantry is a small army. You can usually make a command, uh, uh, two squads, 
and maybe be able to to beef out some kind of uh, uh, support weapon out of a box of infantry, which is pretty much what you get. You get a box of Japanese infantry. Uh, and then adding on to that, I would always say you want to throw in a vehicle or maybe another box of infantry to 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 beef it up. But you got you got a good uh, a good start on two armies. One thing that I like about it is that hopefully to new players they'll pull in more than Germans. Germans are Space Marines in bolt action. Every player has a German <laughs> army, so. I'd be uh, stoked to play against more Japanese or or even U.S. Marines, which is also a fairly rare uh, army you don't encounter very much. So hopefully that uh, will spike interest in those two. Definitely, and Dusty, like because you have the Marines and and you've built Marine kits and whatnot, uh, you can you get some fairly decent stuff in those kits, do you not? I do the uh, the marine box is actually I think along with like, I think the U.S. infantry brought out a new box and oh, weapon choices were upgraded. The poses were different. Right. A lot of a lot of options in. Yeah, and it's a different, and it's a definitely a different kit compared to just the regular U.S. Army. Like the, even the uniforms are different, right? So, oh yeah, and there, there you may, I mean, you have a couple of, couple of like pristine type uniforms, but the most of them are fairly ragged, without sleeves. They're they've been through the shit. Yeah, they've been through the stuff. Yeah, <laughs> sure. That's good. That's good. And then, like comparing, like the vehicles that you get for for the armies here. Um, the Japanese Chiha tank. I'm actually just pulling up my book right now. Um, not quite sure what that one has, but I don't think it's very, very heavy. Uh, weapon. Looking like maybe medium anti-tank coaxial on it. I'm thinking that's what it has. But, it looks like for the Marines, and they've given you the transport vehicle. Mm -hmm. It looks like in the in the starter picture, it looks like they've given you. You know, probably build a business. There's definitely one of those that balances it up. Yeah. Versus it. Yeah. The um, usually that's what they do. Like the 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 vehicles shouldn't really. It's not like they're going to give you a King Tiger and, and throw a, you know, uh, an M3 Lee at you kind of thing. Um, so, but it's a good start, you know, and, and it also lets the hobbyists actually get to play around with these different vehicles too, you know, building them and, and painting them up and, and whatnot. So, uh, in my eyes, it's a good little kit, a uh, good starter kit. I'll probably get one myself just to do an unboxing and whatnot as well and add to my forces. Because uh, I always need more miniatures, but you know, that's the way it goes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, going forward, with that they do have a larger pack. Um, it's a bit more expensive compared to one sixty four Canadian. It's actually three seventy five Canadian, 
and it's the Pacific campaigns that you can pre-order. So you actually get the Empires in Flames and the Mariana and Palau Island books. I probably butchered that last one, but um, so you get those with it. You also get the U.S. Marine Raider Squad, a U.S. support group, which is usually your command and special weapons and whatnot. And then you also get the Japanese support group and the Japanese paratroopers uh, in that set too. So I'm sure price-wise it's it's pretty fair. Uh, you do get a lot, a lot of those um, box sets are pretty uh, up there for price. But if you're getting into it and you want to expand, that's probably a good way of doing it. Uh, other than is, that, uh, sorry, nope. is, uh, these campaign ones are definitely seem to be more of a, uh, a split it with somebody. If you yes. want a little bit more than you're getting with the starters, go in with another pair and you pick what you want out of the box. Oh, but that definitely gives you armies. For no, that's a good point. That's actually a really good point. Yeah, if you split that in half, that's uh, that's a good start for sure. And of course, if you have the the campaign books, I mean, you're you're playing with your buddy anyways, right? So it's a it's a good way to go. And there's all a couple different units in those books too. So um, which actually is going forward, like if you were to add on to these. Um, armies that you get you know if you're going with that theme of course this is kind of the set you'd be getting but uh, you have options you know you, you want to add some snipers you might be able to build from your actual box sets like the infantry sets um, flamethrowers was a th were a thing in that Pacific, you know Pacific theater you pretty much flushing each other out all the time um for the Americans, you know, you got your LVTs. You got your, what was it, Ronsons and Buffaloes, I believe. In that... Tees uh, and Broncos. Yeah, so... Lots got, of amphibious. The amphibious one, yeah. The transports and whatnot. Pretty cool looking uh, little trans... Well, actually, they're not really that little, are they? <laughs> are big <laughs> I mean transport wise I mean they transport 30 guys or small vehicle you can transport uh, or even you know, care. yeah they're pretty pretty neat pretty neat little ones I know I know Dusty you've used them uh, in your army and then also in some of the uh, one of the events that we had there I remember you were cruising across the uh, the waterway with them to get to the objective in a sneaky fashion. It was pretty good. <laughs> um, but yeah. That one can carry a Jeep in it? I believe so. For you guys, or, or a Jeep. Jeez. <laughs> the nice thing about those is um, actually, where is it here? So, um, Elysial. Cavator came out with this little um, blog almost kind of thing and it's a little write-up for amphibious assaults in bolt action and he's got some some rules in there uh, for movement in water and then like there's actually landing craft as well so you actually get to tie that into the games which is pretty neat I'm, I'm pretty happy that they did that so I'll probably put that link into the description here as well 
Uh, we got here. Oh yes, yes. So you have your your U.S. Marine assault squads. Um, these are interesting because they they have a bar and a flamethrower in the unit. Do. So. I was uh, I was in the Mariana and Palau, book. Yeah, yeah, in the one of the theater books there. Just neat because they give a bit more of uh, options to your army if you're going with that route, right? Yeah, so they, that, that unit replaces your standard flame. If you don't want the two-man, that up with up to four-man, and you can get up to another nine-man. Be beefy. Nice. Rounding your flamethrower. Yeah, it definitely protects it too, right? It's by far the best way to go if you're rolling a flamethrower. Mm -hmm. Is uh, is to surround them by with uh, meat shields, <laughs> meat which is shields. maybe the least sensitive way of putting that. <laughs> but uh, it's it's far more effective. And when you pop out and you're ready to shoot and you inevitably miss, like I do nine times out of ten, uh, you might get another shot the next turn whereas if you're if you're that team and you popped out and you're trying to barbecue that squad or or hit that tank to force that morale check and you miss like I do nine times out of ten you're I mean you're hooped I mean you gotta be you, that flamethrower is not gonna survive because that guy's going to use whatever he can to kill it oh for sure for sure and we got, uh, I guess, the War Dog team as well. That's a good little uh, throw-in for the army. And I know uh, you have one, I think, in your army, don't you, Dusty? I do have one. It's, it's a fun little unit. Um, you get to uh, remove... They have spotter, so uh, the units. So at the beginning, sure. Each, they all have... They have uh, you can upgrade them shotguns some G's so they can small you yeah I think sorry Dustin you cut out there a little bit but I, I was saying uh, but I was saying it's a nice little small unit um, that you can upgrade them with some G's and nice little uh capture objective squad nice well. yeah because they're uh they have their i think their range for like spotting like hidden units i think 20 24 inches 24 that's that's huge on the board like huge right so practically nowhere to hide honestly unless you for some reason put them on the far flank which seems to negate their ability but if you put them in the middle of the board, there's there's almost nowhere, you know, within a turn, anybody can stay hidden. And even even if you wanted to throw them in a, I mean, you can throw them in a transport and first turn, let transport out and get those, disembark and the entire board covered. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and so once they're, once they're, 
revealed. That's you know they're not rehidden. No, it opens up that opportunity to take so, out, right? With so yeah, even if even if you do that with the transport and the guy takes takes out puppers, uh, <laughs> too late. Definitely. So yeah, those are you know those are some uh, decent little extras that you can throw into your uh, to your army for this box set for the states, the U.S. Marine uh, forces there. Um, and I'm sure there's other ones too that I haven't mentioned. I'm sure there's a, a rocket truck in there somewhere. Um, but going forward into the Japanese army, um, this one, I think there's a lot more, going to be more infantry than vehicles for them. Um, like I know they have the machine gun section. So pretty much they have an MMG in this unit of rifles. And it's it's kind of... I don't think I've seen this before. So it's not an LMG. You have an MMG. And the MMG still acts as um, the team, right? So you're, you're getting both kind of rules mixed into one unit. So you still have to have that facing. And, and if the whole unit moves, he's pretty much running. Right? So... It just, it does save that team um, from just regular shots. But of course, if you get uh, the sniper in there, you can still take them out. So, um, but like you said, um, just some more protection for that specific unit. Um, so that's a different one to put in there. You have some lone snipers. And this is interesting because they have LMGs instead of sniper rifles and it's a one-man team that's awesome so uh definitely i know they have a special rule on them um i can't remember the name offhand but um he does suffer the minus one hit because he is alone because of the lmg not because of um not having a loader well i guess it is because he has doesn't have a loader but he ignores the first pin marker that he takes. So, in one hand, you know what? Okay, you take a penalty. On the other hand, though, it's nice that that happens too, right? He's pretty much out there in the boonies, suppressing, doing whatever with his LMG. So he's he's knows the danger, right? Once you pass that one pin, though, then that's when you start taking, you know, the, the modifier, right? So, neat little unit, a little different, fits the theme. Uh, this one's pretty neat, too, is the Night Infiltrators, the Japanese. They pretty much get forward deployment as a unit, just like uh, observers and snipers and whatnot. So, having a full unit of that being out there, whew take advantage of that oh, for sure fighters if you take that up the point per model tank fighters yeah yeah they do get that too that could be uh pretty pivotal especially when you in there up front kind of hidden and you know there's a flamethrower tank coming up your way could be scary if you can yeah. take that out <laughs> 
Um, and I think those are units from the uh, Mariana book as well. So interested in that. I believe it's from that campaign book. Uh, other units, I guess, uh, the, I'm, I'm probably going to butcher, butcher this name, but the uh, Kempite. I don't know if that's... Kempite. I, even, I don't even know if I, I said that right, but the um, political officer for the Japanese... Uh, they get to re-roll the green rule within six inches, which is pretty neat. Uh, that's probably, uh, I'm going to say, probably a must-take if you're using green units. So pretty simple on that one. That's an extra command. Um, grenadier squads, they're a little bit beefier. Probably can get veterans. You know, they got a decent amount of equipment on them too. What else have we got here? Uh, special naval landing force, like the squads, would tie in with this box set. Especially if you're doing, you know, playing missions and stuff for like island hopping. So that's that's another unit to check out. And the paratrooper squad, the. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce that, but the Tishin Shudan. Um, that's another unit. Apparently they used them a lot. Uh, not quite as paratroopers in the beginning they did, but uh, down the road they pretty much became a standard force to fight with as well. And the almighty suicide anti-tank teams. And we all love these guys. <laughs> If you're playing some Japanese army, you got to have at least one of these in there. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that was just kind of add-ons to the to this box set. Um, if there's anything else you guys kind of have in mind, think about. Um, but yeah, they're uh, it's a good little start. In all honesty, it's a good little start for a set. So, it's nice to see a set other than than a European set, obviously. To see something a little your rule book in there too. Oh, for sure. Hundred percent I agree with that. Like it's it's good. It it might get other people um started, you know. So it's, it's yeah. decent. More they do that, like the more they do that I think is is better. Um they can take a note from some of these other, you know, uh companies that do kind of that same thing, but uh, all in all, like for the Axis powers, you're kind of limited, right? But there are, you have enough variety that you can actually make these starter sets with different flair to them, right? So, um, yeah, that's kind of my input on that. And uh, just uh, anything else with those books that really it's like you know get your army book and get some campaign books and just have fun with it that's where that's where it all is right so going forward uh we are going to actually look at dusty's army so this is pretty cool he's got uh it's a 1250 list um and he's got 12 uh, order dice in this list and and it's the uh, US army 
but it's mainly yeah it's the u.s marines pretty much so what was your what was your idea behind this one dusty like your thought process behind do you have um you know did you kind of look at kind of a regiment or a unit or something that sparked your idea to start it up uh for the marines uh, i think it was definitely the uh vts in the boat it's kind of a unique looking vehicle and i was what i and uh just the actually the entire army pretty much is built off of an infantry box set plus uh Laputer packs special weapon. Managed to fit because it's because it's a veteran army. Well that that one box set pretty far with it. Linear wise anyway. Yeah. And uh that freed up some cash for the extra uh L V T four or Buffalo add on there. That's yep. kind of your stick anyway, isn't it? Having a, a couple of uh, elite veterans uh, pop out of vehicles. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I like the I, I seem to drag, gravitate towards the armed cool vehicles and new. It is it is a smaller army, but they're really tough. Oh no doubt, you, veterans. Uh, all all veterans. And just even, I, I love, uh, I have an engineer squad and a flamethrower. Flamethrowers in there. And really take those over, um, using thing. Who tend to be pretty light on my end. I compensated with a couple of flamethrowers. You know, I didn't even, I, I didn't even see that on your veteran engineer squad. No, that's, that's pretty good. Actually, I like that unit. That's pretty neat. That's a good unit. That that I that could actually be swapped out for the new assault unit, marine. Oh, okay. That unit, your engine squad. You have two well protected flame. No, that's true. That is very true. It's pretty good. But it's your your army, like it's, you know, it's very uh, it's definitely very themed as well right like you, you're obviously playing the, the u.s marines and you have your support you know with your your forward observer and whatnot and you brought in your engineers which obviously they they were out there right um machine guns for americans of course you're going to have some of those there uh well sniper teams that's sniper teams yeah. that's they always there was tons of them in that that area that theater you know uh flamethrowers you've seen it all the time you see tons of pictures where they're you know flushing out bunkers right and and gun nests and whatnot and that was that's in like that's in both sides of the, of the battle and then oh, yeah. uh, the infamous war dog that you got here you know and that that the war dogs were definitely definitely a unit that was more his brought in just friends I had researched the war, war dogs even before. It was such a fascinating uh, to be brought in by the American. Uh, 
in that sector of uh, war, like the Pacific. Mm-hmm. Just the uh, so you know you have this you know have this thing. They even they're still used today. Various things, and you always have that. Of these uh, the stories you hear about dogs and their handlers, and there's always there's always heroic stories here and. And, and yeah, it was. They don't. They don't have. Well, they have the devil dog. Happy now. Many models before. Well, you know what? I want the unit I can build. I think so. And some models and. Uh, so looks really good. So you you ended up finding other models for uh, for them or. Did so. Uh, one of them has actually from. One of them's this one of the models from the. Day book uh, came out. You got a German Shepherd computer figure. It's your special, it's your book. And the other ones actually, which are pretty decent scale, um, were from Zombie Side. Zombie Side, okay. I have a German Shepherd in there. It was a good, it was a good scale. Nice. Well. I'll have to keep that in mind. I'll have to post that on the uh, the notes there as well for anybody who's looking for them. It's a good place to, to grab some for scale. And then um, speaking of models, uh, the LVTs, because I know you have a couple of, well, probably more than a couple, but um, I know you have two different brands pretty much, uh, which is... Brands. The, so I, have the uh, I have the Warlord... Um, as in transport version mm-hmm. and a Rubicon models. The Warlord one, the resin one, uh, it's five, six pieces fit together really well. If you're just wanting to get into the game and build a simple model, that's that's your go. Uh, the Rubicon ones are model kit. They're, They're a model kit? Yeah. To, it's a model kit, so if you if you don't like building things with tiny pieces, probably not the best. But it is more it's it's a little bit crisper. Uh, if you buy enough of them, con extra piece you can do. End up putting them together, and you can have a couple waterline versions with the if you have more than. You, uh, gives you a scenery piece or a different option too. Oh, okay, nice. So they tons of extra little pieces that you can slam together. Lots of extras. Nice, nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I haven't. Um, I actually haven't gotten a Rubicon kit yet, so I might have to. Uh, I might have to check those out. Um, definitely check those out and see what they're like. I've kind of just recently. What was it? Tamiya? It was a Tamiya kit I got. Um, but it's 148th scale, so it's a little bit bigger. I was just checking what they're like compared to Warlord Games tanks. But um, So yeah. The, uh, the Rubicon is much closer to uh, the gaming uh, tank scale uh, than Warlord. Okay. So they look, they look much similar in size. No, it's good. That's good. It'll fit. Total, fits. I guess a one fifty. 
Yeah, because that, I mean, that would suck if the scale was completely off compared to your other vehicles. But, um, so yeah, those are the LVTs. Um, and then you, I know you have, yeah, you have a Jeep in there as well. Um, that's just for booking around probably in one of your transports, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, I, I have a tendency to throw my flamethrower team in the Jeep and throw that in the Buffaloes. Okay. And, uh, and kind of run it up the board and then drop the Jeep off later. You can zoom around elsewhere. It kind of makes it, a, it's, it's really silly. I think is why I played a little bit more. It's not practically sound. <laughs> It's a large target you can take out. Three dice if you take it. Yeah, what is the rule if uh, you if you blow up a vehicle carrying a vehicle? That, you know that one takes damage as well. So you would uh, up one vehicle. Like it, it could possibly, there might have been a, like a, an immobilized thing. If it can't, is it? To check that one again. It didn't happen to me. People have tried though. That's my I, primary goal, is just to make you look that rule up. <laughs> oh, you know what, though? It will come up, definitely, in the games. It hasn't come up in any games I've played, because it's actually never been a factor. But um, it, I, soon, soon to be, Error. it will be, right? So, <laughs> It's a rare unit, so the LVTs have it. Of course, you are your amphibious transport. Yeah, your landing craft have landing craft have it. Yeah. Uh, that's right. They're usually in water, so as you're immobilizing water, your vehicles anyway. You're pretty much done. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a pretty uh, pretty solid list. It's it definitely has some good units, good amount of uh, units in it as well. Um, so. Yeah, veterans, which is nice because they're going to be tough as nails. And then you got transports, so uh, even tougher. And uh, your transports themselves are no laughing matter. I mean, you got your your buffalo that has what three MMGs on it. MMG. And then your. And then the alligator itself. I mean, it does have two MMGs, a coaxial HMG, and then you also have a, a light anti-tank gun, which against, like, if you're, you know, you're playing against the Japanese armies, their tanks really aren't that big. So it's it's good yeah, you, size. you don't want to go against a German army, against their... That also has the option of... Has the Here. option, option of what? Sorry, Dusty. Uh, it has the option of upgrading that uh, flamethrower. Oh, the flamethrower. Okay, well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it gives you options for sure, and it's just, um, I guess, whatever <laughs> floats your boat with, uh, with these <laughs> units. <laughs> it's mostly intimidation factor have this giant vehicle that's bigger than it's it's, it's, it's the same size as a, like a bigger bigger 
uh, kill wise, and uh, it just looks intimidating. And then you throw a turret mounted flamethrower on there, and you're like, what? <laughs> it draws a lot of fire. It can help it can help get your infantry the bullet by hooking up. Nice. Yeah, and then you got to deal with the infantry on top of that, right? So, and of course, what comes out? Probably another flamer. <laughs> so that's pretty good. Yeah. So you know, anybody uh, anybody out there who uh, is looking into to starting up the army or uh, making their own army or United States Marines, uh, even just other armies, you know, feel free to uh, drop us a line. Hit us up in the in the uh, comments, um, and you can even reach out to Dusty and Jason as well. Uh, they have lots of experience with different armies and stuff too, and they come up with some pretty pretty cool armies, pretty unique armies on the board as well. So it's, it's fun, and not to mention they they do some real kick ass terrain. So um, I know Dusty has some sent me some pictures, which I'll I'll put onto the. Uh, youtube channel and probably even on the page there and just show some of his uh island hopping you know terrain and and his units so uh it's awesome it's, it's good to see uh, i know the united states marine like i have them i uh, just haven't touched them yet and i know dusty was working on them for a bit so it was good to see them come out i might have to shelf another army and bring out the japanese just to <laughs> have them ready to go whenever that happens right so no good good that's awesome um any uh anything from you jason that you, you see on that army that you like that you i don't like any of it it looks terrifying <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, it's actually a fairly good match for my airborne fairly similar makeup uh, except for i'll have uh, more guys and fewer transport or mm -hmm. no transports. Uh, so I'm a lot slower, but uh, kind of equally as, as tough, a good slogging match. We did one fight, probably not the exact same list, but uh, uh, I think you had uh, mostly that stuff at that uh, tournament, uh, tournament a while ago. And I think that ended up as a draw, if I remember correctly. Or in any case, if, if you or I won, it was a close one. Close, yeah. Nice. Nice. I think that uh, kind of wraps up uh, Dusty's list there. Um, one thing, I can't wait to see your guys' armies on the board. I can't wait to get some, like, you know, uh, double matches going on with a theme events with themes uh pacific is definitely one which would be pretty neat the nice thing um and i'm sure you can do this with you know uh the european sectors and stuff too but uh not only can you do kind of campaigns and whatnot with uh the bolt action uh in the pacific but you can also involve the victory at sea uh with it right so uh, you can make your own little campaign have your battles and then have your invasion of the islands and all your island hopping and all those those battles that they've had just to take back the territory and whatnot the airfields you know uh fighting through the jungles which 
in game is a dirty dirty fight altogether when it's just everything's a jungle <laughs> you know everything's a tree it's uh it's definitely makes for interesting fights um mainly infantry fights but that's what the game's about right so so yeah again can't wait to to get out there and play again uh hope i'm sure you guys are the same way feeling the same thing yeah. so keep on getting those armies ready and we'll get rolling um going forward here so with that part of the the show done uh we're going to move into uh the armies from the armchair section and pretty much it's going to be the united states army um we'll go through the book slightly and whatnot with some specific units and just give you kind of a an overview of strengths and weaknesses of the army and hopefully you guys will enjoy that and then uh yeah we'll uh go from there so kicking it off uh, i guess we'll go over the nation special rules uh once i get to that page here <laughs> so it's it's it is a quite a common army most guys will pick up and play um I think they contend with the German army uh, a fair bit, like for for player choice. Probably helps that they've been in all the starter sets. That is same as very same true. as Germany up until now. No, that's very true. That's uh, that is a good point. But they have so many different kits too, right? Like so many plastic kits as well, which is a. Uh, Another bonus if you want to play the army. Um, so yeah, army special rules. Uh, so one of them they have is fire and maneuver. So pretty much it's letting your U.S. infantry models equipped with M1 Garands, rifles or carbines, and bars. Um, they don't suffer a minus one to hit penalty for shooting and moving. Um so whenever you give like an advance order you can shoot without that penalty right the hit the to hit penalty that's pretty big yeah it makes them a lot more maneuverable and uh, a pretty big advantage to uh moving towards an objective where another guy might choose to hoof it and not shoot mm -hmm. or has to you know shoot and move but you know a minus one doesn't sound like a lot but it really i mean it's only a d6 it, it is a, a significant penalty no for sure well and like even going back to dusty's army like he deploys he's considered moving right and he gets out into position well he's not he, he's ready to pretty much fire He's doing his work. He's, he's, his troops are coming out of the LVTs and getting into cover. You know, if he positions it right, and he's firing without that penalty, which is a huge bonus. It just makes his just makes his unit and that army even stronger to what he wants to do with it, right? So yeah, that, like that's pretty good. Like I almost would take that over anything, right? 
because it's it's concentrated fire as you advance. Mm-hmm. Definitely has advantage. Oh, for sure, and and I can see why guys would be, you know, very inclined to pick the army just for that rule itself. Um, next up, we got the gyro stabilizers. So when the weapon of uh, I believe it's the tank has a gyro, uh, gyro stabilizer, it doesn't suffer a minus one to hit penalty for shooting and moving if the crew are veteran. So it's very similar, and it doesn't apply. Uh, it doesn't apply to the coaxial, just the main gun. So it's. It's also a good one, especially if you're running tanks, which, like, it, it's good, but it's not like you're running, you know, five tanks, right? Yeah, this one is handy, but probably not going to impact many games. And you have to take it as veterans. Uh, like, it only applies to veteran uh, tankers, so. I believe it's only on Sherman. On Sherman's, yeah, I think you're right. Description. So, uh, by the time you pay for a veteran, yeah, and and I played a couple guys, and I don't think uh, they've even that's even come up, or you know maybe they forgot about it. I don't, I'm not sure, but um, uh, you don't really see too many veteran tanks. So, it just really beefs up an already expensive unit. It may be more likely in tank war. Mm-hmm. A tank war game, maybe you're going to take some veteran tanks. Because at that point, it's a couple of points of difference. But uh, in a regular game where that tank is essentially two infantry squads, you know, and then you're adding on to that, you know, it, it's a significant portion of your army. No, definitely. For sure. For sure. Uh, we also have uh, air superiority. So a nice one about this is your uh, forward air observer uh, can call in an airstrike twice instead of once per game. And Which can be huge. For sure. Like, uh, air observers can be, I mean, they're hit or miss, I guess, but they can be deadly. And getting the second... The second run at it is a big, a big deal. Yeah, uh, that on top of the, the essentially moving and shooting without a penalty is, in my mind, probably two of the better advantages in the whole game. Yeah, I feel like it makes Arab. I feel like it makes the Arab observer actually worth his. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, worth his weight for sure. Mind you, I know, I know. <laughs> this brings up. I do remember seeing this used against me, and it's backfired on the opponent. <laughs> a little bit of uh, danger close with the observer. So, <laughs> um, but it's pretty neat, and it, it gives the gives the army the sense of you know the states had a lot of aircraft. You know, they had. A lot of support from that part of their army, which is pretty good. Yeah, it fits fits thematically for sure. Well, and, and even in 
you know, uh, again, Dusty's army, he, he has one in there, I believe. Um, it, it fits the theme as well, right? Because they had that support in the Pacific. They had the, the aircraft coming in, always, you know, taking out targets, bombing or strafing an infantry line, that kind of jazz, right? So it's definitely, it's definitely there. Uh, you probably see it almost in every American army. Um, yeah, you're so, kind of silly not to, really. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree with you on that one. So, and then their last one is modern communications. So, pretty much when units take an order test to move from reserve onto the table, they don't apply the usual minus one penalty to their basic morale value. So they use their basic morale value instead. Um, yeah, that's big. Mm -hmm. you know, how many times have you failed that role just because of that minus one? Too many times. Yeah. <laughs> one definitely plays towards uh, large infantry players that are fielding lots of regular units. It doesn't seem to affect the veterans, but yeah, that's yeah. True. every once in a while, the unit. What with that? But with the American. Yeah, they kind of all their traits are are pretty much bonuses, right? So it's it's pretty good, very solid, um, compared to some of the other nations' special rules. So yeah, so that's that's the state's special rules. Uh, going forward onto their units, um, you know, they pretty much have the the general, you know, uh, officer and medics and forge observers, and in some of the other campaign books, you actually have chaplains as well that do other things in in the game. Um, Inexperienced and regular infantry squads, uh, both you know early, mid, and late. I'm sure a lot of the early, early battles were in uh, North Africa and whatnot, when they were just kind of testing the waters, getting into the battle there, trying to help out. Um, Fighting the French. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they do have engineer squads and, of course, your paratrooper squads, uh, which are veterans. And they're loaded with a whole bunch of submachine guns, light machine guns, bars. It's neat with the bar that they get that option. Um, that's usually a, through like almost all their, their units, they have that option for it. Uh, they have a glider squad. I don't think I've seen that. But they're pretty much just airborne troops with tank hunter, if you give them grenades. Well, glider infantry don't get as much pay <laughs> as the airborne. The airborne got double the pay of a standard GI, uh, and uh, glider infantry didn't get that. I don't know. I don't think I would want to be in a glider. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you want to jump out of a plane or do you want to crash in a plane? Uh, neither. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, Ranger squads, they have them as well. So neat thing about them, they you know get the same plethora of equipment. Uh, Rangers lead the way. So they're allowed to make a run a move after both sides have finished setting up, but before the first turn begins. So it's kind of like a scout move, right? Which is pretty cool for them. I know, um, I'm not sure if you guys know him, um, but Brady, he just picked up a whole bunch of Americans for, for bolt action. Um, he actually got some Rangers, which was good to see. You know, he's kind of theming it off of Normandy and whatnot. And I just, uh, I just thought saving Private Ryan when I seen Rangers in his, you know, in his uh, list and whatnot. So pretty neat to see that too. And then you have your Marine squads, which Dusty knows all about. Um, early and late and mid. So my. My my favorite part of that is they get they have the option of rotating shotguns. Shotguns, yeah, that's true. Range eighteen one shot. They are assault. Tough fighters too, right? Am I wrong? Uh, we get uh, you get lots of stubborn. Um, no, but the shotgun does that give you? Okay, yeah, it's an assault weapon. Would give you yeah, 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 yeah. No, it does. A little bit more range and one less shot than an SMG. Sometimes that uh, I've already got several SMG. Uh, it's good to put a couple shotguns. A little bit of firepower. You're sometimes short. You also get um, like three of your men can have pistols as well. Which basically your entire unit be upgraded. Three of them can have bars, and this is a mid and late war. So there's a yeah, there's a lot of option in those units. That's pretty cool. Huh. And of course, you have your uh, going to like teams and whatnot. You have your medium and heavy machine guns. Um, thought there was something for the Americans with machine guns. Their standard chart, you get three, right? Yeah, where is it? Uh, I can't quite remember zero to one, but um, yeah, because I've seen that come up before where it's you have that option for, for the multiple machine guns, which phew, I'd be taking them, having them just hunker down and targeting one unit you know what i mean or, mm -hmm. or cutting off certain fields of fire kind of thing uh nice thing too is with these teams uh the bazooka team one of the lucky armies that get a bazooka so it's pretty pretty good two-man team yeah but you don't have to run up as close as i do with the uh, piat so <laughs> 24 know. inches is pretty good <laughs> it is it definitely is <laughs> so they kind of got it all right they got bazooka teams sniper team well everybody has sniper teams but flamethrower teams you know uh your mortars of course so a lot of it is is very similar to the generic armies that have 
same equipment heavy mortar team i know um i know with my uh soviets i use heavy mortars which are nice um so it's cool to see that they have them as well and a plethora of artillery yeah which they should have can war machine <laughs> So all the type of artillery you want to play with, you have it here, even rocket launchers, which is a multiple launcher. Big old howitzers, anti-tank teams as well. You even have dual-purpose AA-AT guns. So you can check that out. And then uh, if you move on to vehicles, I mean, they've got quite a few tanks as well. Right, your Stewarts, your M5s. Uh, Chaffee's, Lees and Grants. What else do they got here? Actually, they got quite a few Lees. And of course, your famous Sherman, right? The nice thing is, like, they do have a lot of kits. A lot of yeah. uh, Sherman kits, which is what you'll mainly see. They even have a Calpy. That's pretty neat multiple launcher on it yeah that thing looks sweet uh zippos and ronsons flamethrowers m4s m4a2s pershings and then of course they have your L lvts in here and then tank destroyers as well right so a lot of infamous ones uh jackson's self-propelled tanks and whatnot too or artillery i should say so like lots of lots of options anti-tank aircraft vehicles so if you guys are looking you know to uh play probably certain theaters you, the options are here you have lots of tanks and transports and half tracks and scout cars you know uh three-quarter ton trucks um even the uh the duck amphibious truck as well so lots there uh, a few lvts at the back as well for transports which is pretty cool so with that with the book you also have theater selectors from africa uh rommel's defeat you know western europe operation husky uh which i know our friend bill he's kind of based his american army I believe it's Husky and Operation Avalanche. It's kind of can go back and forth from either one. Um, and then, of course, you have like all the other campaign books that Warlord Games makes. Like the Americans are all there, right? So, uh, but the nice thing you have in here too, it's not just uh, European. You have Guadalcanal, you know, Iwo Jima that you can. Uh, play in and, and try out the waters so to speak you know <laughs> but definitely um, in my eyes definitely a great army um, if you're looking for a lot of options it's definitely one to probably look into and pick up so uh, what do you guys think about that like yeah for sure lots of options lots of different ways to go like in entirely different armies within the U.S. to uh, to create, you know, uh, from Marines to Rangers to standard GI infantry to 
you know, the fighting sea bees, you know, you got, there's so many options and armored divisions, armored regiments to do. I mean, you got pretty much anything you can think of, you can make work and probably fit a theme with, you know, like a legitimate, you know, uh, legitimize it with a, you know, historical theme to it too. Uh, and they have a like a buttload of plastic kits. Yes, they that, do. Compared to some of the armies, you know, if you play French, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> your case you know, weighs a ton. Don't have very many plastic options, but uh, <laughs> not only are you going to the store to play games, but you're getting a workout when you play the French. Yeah. it's all pewter. Yeah, pewter and great coats. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I know it's a good army. Like I said before, um, I do have, I do have one thing with the army and this is the plastic kits. And I don't know if you guys have seen this or not. Um, they, I don't know how recently they did this probably about a year now already, but they ended up redoing the standard U S uh, army infantry kit. So if you have gotten an old kit, you're going to notice that all the guns are separate and you got to place the arms, you know, in certain positions and, and get those arms pretty much perfect with the guns, right? And it's kind of nice for uh, ease of conversion. And then it's nice that you have the weapons uh, on a separate sprue so you can you know, use them for terrain, any leftovers or, mm -hmm. or throw them on, you know, steal them and put them on other armies that can kind of have the same weapons too. But it can be a real pain in the butt dinking around with those freaking arms to match, you know, so they're not holding it like an idiot. Gosh, it can be frustrating. They, so I, I actually like the new way that they've been doing it where they're sculpted on, but at the same time, I appreciate the the weapon sprue, essentially. Okay. It would be nice to have a few more extra weapons that weren't yeah. attached to hands. Or, you know, there's, some, there's some odd carrying positions. Never seem yeah. to make any sense. Just to sling it over a guy's shoulder, even, you know, or... Or have it on the, the base next to a, uh, you know, a guy with a heavy weapon or something, or maybe he just to decorate up a base or whatever. No, for sure, and I and I do know the um, the thickness of the weapons um, are a, a difference too, especially with the bar. Um, mm. The older kit, I'm pretty sure the the gun tip probably snapped on a lot of people's bars whereas the new one is actually fairly solid thick so you don't see that happen unless you actually applied some good force to it and then um, of course you have the different little bits and bobs um, from the kit so uh, probably one of those kits I can probably do a um, comparison video on um, cause I, I have them both as well. Right. So, um, it's, it's pretty, so I think that's the one thing that I kind of 
eh, you know, kind of got me there when I first got I Americans. I don't have a new box of American infantry yet. <laughs> I have five boxes of American infantry. And none of them are new. Why um, do I need more boxes? I can't tell you. <laughs> Why do I just... have nine uh, uh, M3 half tracks? I don't know. It was just a good deal. I had yeah. to get them. Is there probably a reason that I have 18 Shermans? Maybe. How many starter boxes did you buy? I, I bought so many. The tank war boxes. Uh, I, have, I have a lot of Panthers too, my friend. I have yet to buy a tank war box. Oh. <laughs> Soon. Soon. Don't worry, guys. Soon. I literally have a stack of books from starter sets. Sounds good stuff. But I'm an idiot. Stuff. So. Um, the nice thing too is they actually have different armies right you have your regular army you have your airborne you have your united states marine corps right so you're able to go different routes in that sense so a lot of options uh great great range of models um you always see different ones coming out you know they even had a patent figure there as well patent miniature that you're able to get your hands on which is pretty cool um Tank war wise, yeah, again, plethora of tanks that you can play around with. So go for it, you know. Um, other than that, pretty uh, pretty solid army, I'd say. Pretty solid. Like gaming gaming wise, gaming turns, pretty solid, right? Um, all the uh, narrative and historical part of it. Well, that's you know that's on on the player end of it, but you have options and the beautiful thing about warlord games is you don't have to specifically use and purchase their models for it right so if you could find other cool stuff you know like canine units by all means right so um but yeah that was a pretty good pretty good little overview for the states uh and we'll continue to be doing these kind of things these uh, armies from the armchair uh, as we go down and also I'll also have uh, some unboxing videos that can hopefully tie in with the podcast so that you guys can kind of bounce back and forth and, and see uh, stuff that we're talking about and whatnot. So again, uh, guys, thank you for coming on the show and, and uh, talking about the uh, new box sets and all that stuff and the new releases and your army dusty. Thanks for sharing that with us and, you know, I'll end up sharing the pictures and whatnot too, so guys can see what we're talking about. Um, Jason, again, thank you for being here on round three. <laughs> no worries. So, so we'll definitely do it more. Um, hopefully, you guys will, you know, hopefully be able to start uh, getting out there and playing in the near future as well. Uh, definitely miss those Wednesdays where we all came down and just had some good chuckles and dice rolling. Hey, maybe we didn't finish a game, but we had a good time. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, uh, thanks for listening guys. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this, the session here. Don't forget to, uh, check us out on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and all the other platforms. Um, we'll have it on the links and whatnot. So, uh, yeah. 
coming up later on. Uh, I think we will have a uh, podcast about our little giveaway that we're doing. We've reached uh, just today uh, on Instagram. Uh, we've reached reached 350 followers. So thank you guys for following. Thank you for checking our stuff out. Really appreciate it. And uh, be on the lookout for the, uh, the giveaway if you guys signed up for it. And you guys keep on rolling dice and have fun. And we will catch you on the next one. Trident Wargaming. Build it, paint it, play it.